You are listening to the HardwareX podcast. Welcome. In this podcast, we bring you the backstory of the open source hardware presented in the journal and the course of these projects after they appear in HardwareX. We also talk to open hardware pioneers and researchers to figure out what motivated them to perform their research in the open science way. My name is Sanli Fayez, and I'm recording this show from my home office in the Netherlands. Today, we are going to play detectives and figure out the backstory of a cool device that is essential for most biochemistry lab. I'm sure you have heard about DNA fingerprinting. For example, in one of the crime scene investigation series, when the investigators get a sample to the lab and voila, comes some sort of barcode that perfectly match some database references. One of the techniques that is used for making such DNA barcodes is gel electrophoresis. Our guest today is Diego Lagos Society, who is a PhD researcher at the University of Santiago in Chile. For his project, he needed one of those machines, but since their lab did not have one, he decided to make it himself, an open PFGE, which stands for Pulse Field Gel Electrophoresis. Let us hear Diego's story. Diego Lagos, you are a PhD student of chemical engineering at University of Chile, and uh, you have published an article in Hardware X about pulsed gel electrophoresis, which I know is a fundamental technique in biochemistry in general. So can you tell us why did you decide to build your own device instead of buying one from the market? Yeah, of course. First of all, thank you for this invitation. We start this project like a side experiment inside my PhD thesis. We were working with large uh, DNA fragments. You usually deal with with DNA fragments when you have below certain certain size with uh, normal electrophoresis. But when you deal with large constructs, you need to use special equipment in order to be able to separate one fragment from the other. So we were using this to make heterologous expression of large gene clusters. And our laboratory did not account one of the equipments you use for this, that is a pulse field gel electrophoresis. So this equipment is usually expensive. They cost around $30,000. We didn't have the funds to be able to grab one of these equipment. The technique is basically really simple in terms uh, of the of how the, the works then the equipment achieved the separation of the DNA. So we ask, why can't we build one? Well, I have the interest in electronics. I, I took a course about digital fabrication and 3D printing. We also had a, a fab lab near our laboratory. So it was a good chance to explore if we are were capable of developing an equipment like this and make it also available for anyone that doesn't have access to these costly equipments and generate an open source version of the equipment because 
there were just two companies that sell the original one and the market didn't have other choice for this equipment. You succeeded in actually creating this device with uh, about 3% of the cost of this commercial uh, version. Mm -hmm. Why do you think the commercial device is so expensive or so much more expensive than what you could build? Well, I don't have a, a precise uh, answer for that. I can speculate that it's an equipment that is not widely uh, sold. So there, there are not many uh, companies behind uh, trying to, to, to develop or sell this equipment. It's usually used in, in medical infrastructure where they have maybe more resources to achieve one of these equipment or to buy one of these because the, the equipment itself and the electronics and the, or the physical apparatus you need to to build one of, of this equipment I think it's not that costly in terms of the materials and engineering you need to develop this uh, but, but without so, having a, a reference equipment didn't you have problem to validate the results of your custom built device for publications yeah, usually in this kind of equipment and in normally electrophoresis, you have a commercially sold reference of DNA from these different sizes. So you know how they migrate in this electrophoresis. So you can know you know the pattern they have and the size of the bands that are inside that reference or data or marker. So you can run run this marker in our equipment, and as we have the reference at how it should it look and the size of each of each band, we were able to determine it was working with. And did you make only one, or now that you can make it so cheap, you decided to make ten of them to speed up your research? I was asked to make a few one for other institutions. For our own laboratory, we maybe don't need another one still because you don't run in, run them so frequently. But no, I'm still I still don't don't have the chance to make other ones. But I have the the request from two laboratories in Chile and also a few other ones in the United States and I don't know five or six laboratories I know are interested in the equipment. I don't have the time to build for them, but I'm supporting them in because they are developing the equipment in their own laboratories. But yeah, still uh, you need some skills to build it. Are these labs making it based on the article you published or did they find you via your network, conferences or direct communication? All of them were contacts that rise from the publication. So they write us after with the publication at Hardware X. I also mentioned from your article that uh, actually you control your device from a mobile app uh, and not like from a desktop computer. Why did you choose uh, for an app? Wasn't it extra work for you? Maybe. <laughs> but uh, it, it was easy for me to develop Android applications. I had some experience in that. I think it's really easy. It, it's not depending on 
on certain browser or certain program or operating system in the case of a computer. Android is wide distributed, so it was easier for the user to update the application in, in case because we are thinking about other methods of operation of the equipment. So uh, my evaluation was that it was kind of the same difficulty in, in developing the software, but it would be easy for, for the user. And also you are when you are in the lab, you don't always have many computers available because you are surrounded by biological equipment and stuff and there are a few computers controlling some of the main equipment of of the laboratory but you always you don't always have like a dedicated computer for that so maybe uh, a phone was was easier and do you have plans to extend it in the next versions adding capabilities or uh, range yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, there are other modes of operation of this same equipment that are intended to be applied. And also the reviewers encourage us to develop uh, not a rotating head electrophoresis test. It's the type of pulse field of the, of the equipment we develop. But also there are other modes of operation where you have the electro, the electro fi uh, fixed. There are no moving parts. That is called chef, chef pulse field electrophoresis, um, that maybe uh, could be even easier to operate, but has uh, other um, other uh, difficulties in terms of develop. So this was as as this was the our first experience developing equipment and we wanted to make it really easy but uh, now that we have this experience maybe this other type of working of the equipment is uh, now affordable and was it an experience that you would try to repeat perhaps for other applications or other type of experiments you do to make your own equipment uh, in an open source way yeah i do i do I really enjoyed the experience of, of this development. I learned a lot. I had to ask many people to help me resolve some of the problems. So now we have a better network of people and, and equipment to get these designs and these ideas uh, make real. Uh, and in, in our field, in molecular biology or biochemistry, we don't have much of this equipment open source available or or affordable for many laboratories in most part of the world. So I think it's a contribution to develop cheaper and open source equipment for biochemistry. I think there's much things to do there. And how was your experience of getting such a report which is about a device and not really a biochemistry article published. Was it easy? Did you have to make a lot of effort? It was difficult at the beginning. We didn't know much much the, the language, like the, the writing type and the structure of, of the manuscript. I think the guide that the, the 
that hardware X uh, puts available was was really nice in terms of guide in the main parts of the manuscript but also the reviewers give us a lot of feedback on how to improve that how to show the, the clearest way possible and um, so finally it was not that difficult to to write it down it it, would, it is not our our field of of expertise but it still was a i think a, a good experience and i think the product and the, and the final manuscript can help other people understand uh, easy how to build the, their equipment uh, I hope it, but uh, all the process was was really good, and uh, and the reviewers' feedback was really important in terms of a, a final manuscript that hopefully is widely understood. Apart from gel electrophoresis that you have developed, are there also other equipment that you have read, maybe in this journal or on the net uh, open source that you said, oh, this is also something I can now uh, feel empowered to build. Yeah, of course. For example, thermocyclers that are equipments that are used for PCR. It's a really common equipment in the lab. Um, it's one of the the main equipments in biochemistry that has an open source version. Uh, there is a specific one that is sold, like in parts, that, that you can build up. You don't need to develop everything. You just need to wire some some cables and build um, build the main structure, the main frame of the equipment. But and we bought one um, because they work really well and they are more cheaper than a commercial one. So yeah, we had the experience of build another equipment open source. Okay, and to wrap up our conversation. Do you have any advice for students or the people who just start uh, maybe a research project in terms of the skills they can gather at school with respect to hardware, even if though their research is not necessarily about hardware? I think learning these skills would be useful in many fields. Programming, our data world is even necessary more today than before. So... I can encourage everyone to to learn it. Electronics, uh, I know it's a field that is more difficult to get into. Uh, there are limitations and maybe some fear about that. But of course, if you are related with equipment like this and you have the interest, uh, it's a path that you can go through and, and you will find many people helping and contributing. I think it's a field where People likes to share their, their their knowledge and experience. And 3D fabrication is, I think, everyone loves it. So if anyone has the experience to get involved, it's a tool in, in many fields of, of expertise, even if you come from the biological world or, or any other one. Yeah, and I thank you for sharing your story and also sharing the equipment that you built. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. That was Diego Lagos Susaete from the University of Santiago in Chile. You can find a link to his article in the show notes. Check it out! 
Maybe you decide to make your own DNA fingerprinting device. Who knows? We are reaching the end of this episode. Special thanks to our listeners who reached out and shared their interest with us. If you know of a cool open hardware project that you want to share with us or have any suggestions for the show, please contact us. The best way to reach me is on Twitter at Sunli, S-A-N-L-I, or by dropping me an email. Just Google it. You can find all the episodes of this podcast on the HardwareX website, that is hardware-x.com. Please subscribe to the feed in your podcast app to get our new episodes as soon as they're out. The HardwareX podcast is produced by Santosh Pandi from Iowa State University and hosted by me, Sanli Fias. Our theme music is made by Alexander Savochka. Until next time, goodbye!